Welcome to the Nourish Nervous System, an exploration of stress, the nervous system, and transformative self-care practices for parents and other humans through the lenses of Ayurveda, holistic coaching, somatics, herbs, and much, much more. I'm the host, Kristen Timchak. I'm a holistic life coach, Ayurvedic educator, herbalist, and mother of a tiny human. Join me for information, insight, deep thoughts, and small steps to help you nourish your nervous system. Hello, hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Nourish Nervous System podcast. I am so excited to be here with you, and honestly, a bit nervous as well. I never really dreamed that I would attempt a podcast, but the idea for it became kind of lodged in my mind like a little seed, and it just wouldn't go away. As many times as I sternly told myself I am not doing a podcast, the little seed had a mind of its own and grew bigger and bigger until the next thing I knew, I was watching videos on how to start a podcast and buying a mic. So here I am. My experience as a life coach has me working with all of this stuff in my mind and reframing it, my limiting beliefs and questioning my imposter syndrome and trying this new thing. What's the worst that can happen? Actually, I don't want to know. What I do know is that if I want different results in my life, I need to try new things and take risks and let myself be seen and heard. So here we go. The concept of the nourished nervous system is something that I've been thinking about for a really long time. Originally, years ago, it was the name of a class I wanted to teach around Ayurveda and the nervous system, but I never actually taught it and it went dormant and a lot of other life stuff happened. And then just recently, this name and concept reemerged with my own sort of reemergence, which I'll get into in a little bit. Originally, the idea of the nourished nervous system came from work I've done as an Ayurvedic practitioner. Years ago, I worked at a small Panchakarma center called Lakshmi's Garden in the Berkshires in Massachusetts. I cooked meals, made herbal preparations, and assisted with treatments. And so if you aren't familiar with the term Panchakarma, that's totally okay. We will get deeper into it in a future episode. For now, just know it's a type of Ayurvedic retreat with a special diet, herbal procedures, and oily Ayurvedic treatments. And one of the goals of this retreat is to pacify vata. Once again, don't worry if you don't know what the word vata is. We will get deeper into it in a future episode. For now, just know that vata rules the nervous system. So in pacifying vata, we are essentially nourishing the nervous system. The original idea for the Nourish Nervous System class was born out of my Ayurvedic work, but also heavily informed by my herbal studies. I have been doing a lot of self-study around herbs and taking classes here and there since I was in my early 20s. And about 10 years later, through a series of really wonderful synchronicities, my path brought me to Goldthread Farm in Western Massachusetts to study with William Siff. The program was called Farm to Pharmacy, and we learned about herbs from the ground up. So we planted seeds, planted the seedlings, worked on the farm, harvested the herbs, as well as processed them and made medicine, as well as having some studies in 
herbs from Ayurvedic perspectives, traditional Chinese medicine, and as well as Western perspectives. And it was in this time that I really got passionate about nervous system herbs. Um, I really fell in love with the Nervines and the adaptogens. And a few years later, I moved to California and I was working at a really cool, small apothecary called Halo. And I created an herbal line that I sold there that was all based around nervous system herbs. And then this continued to evolve. A few years later, I started an herbal CSA, which is where I grew herbs, made products, and people subscribed for a monthly subscription and received products. And all of these products were also centered around the nervous system. So this is a theme for me. And one of the reasons the nervous system is so interesting to me is because it's the medicine that I personally need. Honestly, most of us do. My life isn't normally out of control stressful. Normally, I'm a pretty chill person. I work hard, but I set my life up in a way that's that's chill. I also enjoy myself and take care of myself well. I've always been interested in health. But what I've learned is that for your nervous system to go out of balance, it's that kind of low-level stress that's happening all the time that we can't really get rid of. Just if you are living in this world and um, connected in the ways that we are connected these days and trying to make sense of job and finances and relationships, there is like this low level of stress that we constantly have. And when we don't manage this stress or like do things to take care of it on a daily basis, that stress builds up. And eventually then when a bigger kind of life stress happens, we don't have the resiliency for it. And that bigger life stress can really wreak havoc. So that's one reason that I need this medicine and that I'm interested in the nervous system. Another reason is that the nervous system is connected to so many other systems in our bodies. And so when our nervous system gets out of balance, it can affect our hormones, thyroids, adrenals, heart, digestion, you name it, it can affect it. So it makes sense that one of our best ways to maintain overall health is to keep our nervous system healthy and in balance. And I really learned this the hard way in my life. A few years ago, I stopped doing my herbal CSA because I got pregnant and we moved from the land where I was growing all my herbs and I was 42 and exhausted and all of my creative energy was going towards growing this tiny human. And I didn't have any left over to nurture a fledgling business. So we moved. I had my baby. It was a difficult birth, a home birth that transitioned to the hospital and a C-section. And luckily, I had lots of support from friends that first month or so as I was recovering from surgery and figuring out breastfeeding and being in that crazy psychedelic state of not sleeping. And just as I was starting to feel like I was getting my bearings, all of a sudden we were in a global pandemic. At first, that in itself wasn't that stressful on my particular life because I had this tiny baby. I was in this nesting stage. I wasn't really going out a lot in those beginning times. And we lived on land. We had plenty of food. We had space. We had toilet paper. So besides the bigger stresses of seeing what it's doing to the world and to families and people dying in my own tiny little bubble, it wasn't that bad at first. But eventually it started to feel hard harder. We didn't have close family nearby and being a mom is so isolating as it is in the best of times. But being a mom 
a new mom in the pandemic was definitely felt very lonely and just this level of stress of just trying to figure all of this out on my on my own how to be with this new being and all these little stresses started adding up also I was a new mother, I was breastfeeding, and so I wasn't relying on my herbal allies in the way I did in the past. I was kind of taking a break from that stuff because I wasn't totally sure how certain things would affect my baby. So I kept things pretty minimal to things I knew were safe. And so there was all these little things that adding up and adding up. And then when my son was two, my partner's business that had been supporting us went under and things got really stressful. All of this created the perfect storm for Hashimoto's, an autoimmune hypothyroid condition. And shortly after I was diagnosed with that, my mother passed away. And I'm not sharing these vulnerable details of my life for pity or to be a victim. It's more so just so you can see how all the little things add up and then the bigger life things happen. And because I hadn't been doing my self-care, I hadn't been taking my herbs, I was sleep deprived, I was dealing with this thyroid condition. When the big stresses came, I was not resilient and it was a very hard, very dark time. I felt stuck. I knew that I needed to get back to work, but what I was doing before didn't feel true for me anymore. And so I had to reinvent myself while also grieving my mother. So it was just a lot. What helped me get through, helped me find my way back to myself was a really good therapist, bringing my herbal allies back into my life, weaning my child, and then doing this holistic life coaching training. And I was really with all of those different things, I was able to slowly make the changes that changed my life. I was able to really, I really prioritized sleep and self-care. Those were the big things that helped me just get to a stable place where I could then make the bigger decisions that I needed to make. It wasn't an overnight process. And honestly, I'm still in it. And really, honestly, it will be a lifelong practice to do the self-care that really makes a difference for me and to continue to listen to my body and learn what it needs. But I think think what I know now is if I do these things on a daily basis and I have consistency, that it really makes a difference. And I can see now the warning signs of, of burnout, of overwhelm, of just the exhaustion and, and really slow down and stay connected to my body. Because the thing was, when I was in crisis, my mind and everything in my being was too noisy to really listen to my body. So I had to meet myself where I was at. Self-care for me at that time was very, very simple. It was taking time to myself to walk in the woods. It was putting oil on my body before a shower. It was doing a restful meditation practice or yoga nidra where I was lying down, resting. It was doing restorative yoga. And I think the thing in our culture of hustle and go, what we need to realize is sometimes real change isn't the big moves you make, but it happens in the slowing down and sitting still long enough to really listen to yourself. The other thing that I've learned is that it's usually not one thing that makes the big difference, but all of the small, consistent lifestyle changes. Consistency is key. It is not enough to know self-care is important and do it once a week. That's where I was at. I knew self-care was important. I was passionate about the nervous system for years. I had all this knowledge, but I wasn't practicing it when things got tough. And because I wasn't practicing it, it couldn't help me. So it's the small ways we can slow down and get present and let our bodies know that we are here and we are listening, that we haven't abandoned them, 
that we are not in crisis and that our nervous system can rest and be nourished, especially if you are a primary caregiver. It really is so challenging to show up for our children in the best ways if we aren't first taking care of ourselves. And we can know this intellectually, but the magic is in practicing this. I really found that, that I have so many parenting tools and podcasts and books and things that I listen to, but when I'm not in a grounded place with myself, when I'm not feeling nourished, then all those tools go out the window and I lose it. So for me, really the the practice of being a better parent has been, been the practice of being better to myself. Throughout these podcast episodes, we will go deep into some of these topics and I want to help you start to take the small steps to nourish your nervous system. We will talk about Ayurveda, herbs, somatic practices, mindfulness practices, holistic coaching, neuroplasticity, and so much more. I'll also do interviews with amazing practitioners from lots of different modalities. And I love stories. I believe that, that stories are such an ancient way of sharing wisdom and connecting us. And I also believe that we are all the best experts on our own healing journey. That doesn't mean that we don't get help from credentialed, educated individuals. It just means that you know the next best step that you need to take. So think about it. What is one small step you can take today? It can be tiny, like just stopping to take a breath and notice your surroundings when you step out of your front door. One small moment of presence can start to make a difference. The same way that all the small stresses can add up over time to create that giant snowball of stress, what if we go in the other direction and begin to add up all the small bits of ease, presence, self-care, self-reflection, and growth to create a giant snowball of balance? What could life be like then? So look look in your week, see if you can find ways. And if you need some help for something deeply restorative and relaxing, in the show notes, you can find a link to my deep rest meditation. It can be done before bed to help transition you into sleep or just in the middle of the day to help your body, your mind, your spirit get that a little bit of that deep rest that it's craving. So thanks for being here and I look forward to the next episode. Hey there. If you're still listening, thanks. I know I'm a little awkward, but I also know that I'm brand new at this and it's only going to get better. I have so much that I want to share and I hope you'll go on this journey with me. If you enjoyed the podcast, rate it and write a review. It helps new podcasts to get noticed. If you didn't like it, hopefully you're not still listening because life is way too short to listen to podcasts that you don't like. Thanks for being here. I look forward to more, to growing together and learning how to nourish our nervous systems.